Radio. Hi, I'm Tig Notaro from Premium Blend nine years ago, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Want to run one? Yeah. Wait till uh, he turns their me note, on so I can hear. Anybody? You're going to do welcome? Yeah. Turn. Okay. Well. I'm kind of on oh. there now. Sorry. There you are. So yeah. are you going to give me one no. Give me one note? I need the words. Well. Welcome to Radio 8-Ball. Give us a shake. Here on feral tempted fate, wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity. And now it's time for Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. It's a Radio 8 Ball. They like that one. And we're back with more Radio 8 Ball. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. Our musical guest providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations today is John Easdale. Howdy. Of Rama, And we are joined now on the line with Jen Brown of the fabulous podcast, Women in Caskets. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Jen. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is a joy. Now, you are... Tell us a little bit about uh, Women in Caskets. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we also just recently were added to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. So I've been pretty excited about that. We're a feminist horror podcast based out of Austin, Texas. Me and my podcast partner, Don Humphrey, who would usually be with me, but she was unable to make it for this interview. Uh, we dissect horror films primarily. Uh, sometimes we veer into sci-fi and thriller and randomly talk about other things as well. Um, but from a feminist perspective and horror is our favorite genre. And we feel like it actually can do a lot of really positive things for women. So we love discussing that. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit of, um, uh, more about that, like how, particularly about Nightmare on Elm Street and particularly about Nightmare on Elm Street uh, 4, like how that fits into your feminist vision of horror films. It's, it's so funny because Don and I both are massive, massive Nightmare on Elm Street fans, which is how we met you. Um, and have been since, I have been at least since I was a child. My father actually showed uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies to me at a really young age. And I had this really strong affinity for them and really love them. And we like to talk about the Nightmare movies a lot because people kind of get this idea or have this idea, some people, that how can horror movies be feminist? Like, or the Nightmare series specifically. Like, you know, there's all these women being killed and blah, blah, blah. But the Nightmare series actually does a really good job for for that kind of 80s schlocky horror as far as women's representation is uh, concerned because all of the heroines, like, keep their clothes on pretty much. The only time you see nudity is when it's uh, in, like, a teenage boy's fantasy, which is, like, totally understandable in that situation. Like, it's the 80s, so it's still there, but it's, like, at least it's not you know, our main girl that we're cheering for. So that's pretty surprisingly, like, accidentally progressive <laughs> for those films. 
And also the women are always constantly fighting against an other that's trying to keep them down. And as women, we deal with the patriarchy every day. And it's really empowering to watch a woman just lay to waste a bunch of people and come out the victor. (laughs) I bet. Uh were there any particularly empowering, is there like a particularly empowering moment for you in the Nightmare series? Like, this, is there one, like, crystalline moment of oh. like, oh, yeah, that, that was. There's so many, but like, specifically Lisa Wilcox. <laughs> and like, her and, and four in the, in the Nightmare that you were in. Well, yeah, because she took my both... karate powers. Yeah, she took your karate powers. Well, she took everybody's powers. There was something so interesting and unique about her that felt like I know Dawn personally, like for her, for her, she felt so connected to the character and really, really identified with her. And I know a lot of other people that felt the same way. I, I felt that way. There was just something so real about her. I don't know. It was just, it was nice to see a kind of shy, a shyer girl that wasn't a total stereotype and it was just performed really well. And to watch her kick Freddie's butt, and, and I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Oh, that's that's <laughs> that's fine. No, it's and, and you know I, we've done a, we're doing a women in caskets themed Radio Eight Ball with Nightmare on Elm Street Four here. So unfortunately, Lisa, well, fortunately, she lived into epi- the next episode, so she's not with us today. Only the dead ones, hmm. only the oh, women in this. caskets. Um, <laughs> that but, is that is perfect. It's perfect. And they're all wonderful women. Yes, they they're are. Also all, and it's not just Lisa. It's all of the female characters. in the, And also, the Nightmare movies kind of go out of their way to give all of the characters, but specifically the female characters, personality traits outside of just being women. You know, like, even if sometimes it's just like, I don't know, like a, a one-off thing, it's still like, this person's really uh, smart and this one's like, they at least have like, this is really into working out. Like you get a lot of, at least, I don't know. It's just nice that it's not, Hey, sexy girl that dies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So, uh, so Jen, now that we get a sense of who you are and what uh, women in caskets is, and we of course encourage people to check it out. uh, What is your question for the pop Oracle? What I would like to ask the mighty Pop Oracle is why, as a child, did I have affectionate dreams about Freddy Krueger? Why did you have affectionate dreams about Freddy Krueger? And now, to engage the Pop Oracle, I'm going to spin the Wheel of Eight. And that is song number two, Physical Poetry. Shall I begin? Physical poetry, speak to me, I'm your friend, show me a butterfly. 
Sudden sunset, summer wind, a delicate lazy. Physical Poetry from John Easdale of the band Dramarama. The answer to Jen Brown of Women in Caskets fame's question, why did she have affectionate or fond dreams about Freddy Krueger when she was a child? So, Jen, were you able to hear that song? Hi. Hey, real quick, um, just a heads up. Uh, I had a hard time hearing any of the lyrics. It was really fuzzy. Okay. So the lyrics are physical poetry, speak to me, I'm your friend. God, I, I should have just John. Do you want to just say the lyrics? I can say them. Yeah, say them. I and, know them. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's better. That's way better. <laughs> physical poetry, speak to me, I'm your friend. Show me a butterfly, sudden sunset, summer wind. Delicate lazy, sleep with me, I'm your friend. Read me a greeting card, never let me see you sad. And then it's, uh, blow a balloon, child, take me on 13 new rides, throw me a rock ball, kiss me seven times a day, I know what you're saying, 
but I don't understand what you said. Physical tongue-tied, try, try, try. And then every day I spin and twirl and I say you're my forever girl. A, B, C, D, one, two, three, and that's how it's always going to be. Melly Doe, I love you so, and I'm never going to let you go. A, B, C, D, one, two, three, and that's how it's always going to be. Those are the words. Thank you. That was so beautiful. Okay, so now having heard the song, um, before we get into seeing how it answers your question, John, can you tell us a little bit about where that song comes from? It's a song from a father to his daughter, his, his young child. Did you write it for your daughter? I did indeed. Um, and how like is this? How old how old was she when you wrote it for her? I'll say five, about five years old. Uh, so oh, Jen, that's so sweet. Knowing that, what what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, I thought it was a lovely song, um, and I feel like well, the thing is when the dreams I used to have. Uh, were not like I like had a thing for Freddie, not like that in that way. It was more for whatever reason as a kid, I just wanted to hang out with him. So I would have like dreams that I'd walk through a, a video store and he'd like come alive out of one of the card, you know, cutouts of him and be like, Jen, you want to terrorize Elm Street with me? And I'd always be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I guess I always considered Freddy kind of like my horror dad. So it totally relates. It's like the pleasant version of, like, my weird dream. Yeah. I will, I will, yeah. Well, yeah it has the li- I will say that. It has the lines, speak to me, I'm your friend, and it has sleep with me, I'm your friend. Which is very, is sort of, a, is a very Freddy type thing. I was also thinking yeah. about that A, B, C, D, one, two, three, sort of. Has yeah. is reminiscent of one, one two. two. Freddie's coming Freddy's for you. Coming for you. Um, yeah, I wonder if there's something when you were watching it. If there was something. If there, which episodes had you seen by that point? The time when, when I was at, when I was. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember. I I think one through three at that point, probably. So I'm just wondering Maybe if there was. Three? If there was something, there is something that's sort of like, yeah, dreamy and sweet about, I don't know, about parts of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. <laughs> um, there is. And in the 80s, for some, there's like, I've talked to other people about this before, and there was this strange phenomenon of Freddie being kind of like, I don't know, advertised for children. And a lot of kids really liked Freddy Krueger. <laughs> and I was one of those kids. There was just something about him. I thought he was funny or amusing. I don't know. And also my father always told me that horror movies were fake. So I knew that none of that was real per se. So it, I wasn't, I mean, the first one was really scary, but I wasn't too like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Something well, I think there's style, something about, like, about, loved, about loved Freddy. I think there's something about dreams being like premonitions and that there is a sense that like you, I mean, you have devoted your life to horror. So you are kind of Freddie's forever girl. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
true. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, Freddie started it all. He's he's the and I guess I somehow I knew that as a child that it's this is just the beginning of That's a awesome. long a long love affair with well, the horror genre. Speaking of that, why don't you tell us before we let you go, why don't you tell uh our listeners where they can find women in caskets and you in general. Yes, absolutely. Uh women in com. We post all of our uh, episodes and everything on there. Also, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbay, wherever you find your normal podcasts. Um, we post every two weeks, and we're coming into Fantastic Fest, so look forward to a lot of really great, and for <laughs> the only time of the year, completely spoiler-free coverage of uh, soon-to-be and or well, yeah, soon-to-be-released horror, fantasy, and sci-fi films. So we're really excited about that. We always love covering and attending that festival. Excellent. Well, thanks a lot for being a part of this, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball on Feral Audio. If you'd like more information about the Pop Oracle, please check out our website at Radio8Ball.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows, about asking your own question on the podcast, and about our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed on Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. Until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.